Welcome to 5.0, Fivefold and Beyond with Matt and Amy. In the 5.0 podcast, we're going to peel back the layers of the Ephesians 4 model, revealing a thriving church, ministry, or organization. This will help leaders to identify, work together, and implement or raise up the believers who want to move in their calling. We also offer seminars, conferences, and strategic advising to pastors and leaders. We'll sit down with you and help you to learn how to have a fivefold influenced church or organization. Um, also, how to identify and integrate people with fivefold giftings into your teams and into your organization. So connect with us at ihimtv.com. That's I-H-I-M-T-V.com. So get ready to engage as these podcasts will open an understanding, remove confusion of the fivefold, and open your eyes and heart to what you and those around you carry. Welcome to this podcast. Today, Amy and I are going to be talking about don't weaponize your calling. We're going to start with a verse because I know that that's kind of a different topic. And as we start to talk, it may actually seem like we're kind of doing what we're saying not to do, but we're going to hopefully explain it in a way that um, will bring edification and understanding and empowerment to your call. Oh, yeah, definitely. First Corinthians fourteen twelve says, So it is with you, since you are eager to have spiritual gifts, try to excel in gifts that build up the church. So we have gifts, anything from prophecy to laying on a hand to uh, administration to any of the gifts, but also your gifting as um, the fivefold as well. I believe your callings. Yes. And the, the function- your calling should be used to. So yeah. go ahead, empower and <laughs> okay. edify. Definitely. It, that's the function and reason that we're given these gifts and this, these callings as fivefold ministers to to edify, to build up. So we want to speak into your ministry and into your life and how that we all have passions. You have a specific passion that's put in your heart by the Holy Spirit. You've been birthed into the kingdom for a time such as this, and you carry certain focuses and things that you feel um, are important to you. Um, it comes along with your giftings and your calling, your anointings that you have, and when you're young in the Lord, and, and I, it has nothing to do with age. I think young as in maybe operating in that. Cause sometimes we could be doing it for 30 years and still be young in our way we're doing our calling. And, and what I mean by that is like, so that, you know, everyone has to be like you, think like you, be on the same page as you, have the same values as you, stand for certain things. And there are certain things that we should stand together as a body of Christ. But Definitely. you might be the one that should be leading the charge and you think everybody got to be in the charge and things like that. And so I think this podcast is going to be able to help bring a focus and bring that into into place a little bit so that we don't hurt others around us. Uh, we can't be going into churches and ministries and sending text messages and emails and social medias and always downing everybody and putting them into a a rough place. And so let's look at some of those methods right now as we're talking about that. Do not weaponize your calling. And I think one way that people do, and mind you, we're not saying that y'all do this on purpose, that you're you're attacking. I know I just got a little Southern drawl there. It's like you're attacking people. Um, We're not saying that you do that intentionally, but Sometimes we come across that way and we take our, our calling as this sword and it, it, um, 
pierces. It pierces those who may not be going the direction you think they should be going because they're not going your direction. And again, we're talking about people, believers who are loving God, but maybe they're not operating the same way as you are, or they don't have the same passion or focus like you. And so we start to shame others because they're not walking like you're walking. Yeah. Like for instance, all pastors are not the same. All apostles are not the same. (laughs) Um, All prophets are not the same. So we don't have the same, maybe um, the focus, there's commonalities, but sometimes it's like, well, if you're not thinking this way and doing this, this way, then you're not a true apostle. You're not true pastor. And, And I think that's what we're trying to address and, and get at today. It's a really about an approach, isn't it? And how we come about. So let's look at some negative parts first, only because we have to. I, like I said, it sounds like we're doing what we're not, but we're using this as a teaching. So um, how about um, we're talking about like an example is like shaming others. So so say I, I'm shaming believers or ministries or other churches because they don't have the same passion and focus like me. And so I think they should be thinking like me. They should see. And, and then you start accusing people that they're deceived. Well, you're not, you're not getting it because you're deceived. I got the truth. I'm telling you right now, this is what's really going on behind the scene. And, and, and we're starting to come from that approach. Yes. And we've seen this a lot, too, in the past few years where uh, people feel very strongly about the steps that they're taking in their calling and ministry. And amen. I think you should. Amen. You should yeah. feel very confident Own and it. very strongly about the steps that you're taking. But the issue comes when you feel like everybody has to be walking the same way. Or do it and just like because you. Because you feel so strongly with it, the dependency or the temptation to um, judge others negatively and and get on their case and and shame them because they're not doing it that way uh, comes into play and you've got a lot of leaders out there you know sadly we have a lot of leaders who are hearing all kinds of things and and they're confused and they're alone and they don't know what steps to take i mean we're we're coming into a time in our world where and toward to the end times where things are we don't have precedent for it's different and people are trying to to pick their way. And we need leaders who will um, empower them, not shame them for maybe mistakes they've made, or maybe it's not a mistake. Maybe they just have to go a different way. Right. So the one way to be able to do that is value others, others call that's on their life, Mm -hmm. value their call on their life. Not everyone is like you. Not everyone plays your instrument in the marching band. How boring would that so, be if, if there were, were all, all tubas? Cl- oh, I was going to say clarinets, <clears throat> only because I played clarinet. But tuba is definitely um, a good example. So you've got all tubas, and they're all playing the melody line. Well, the best tuba can do. They do more <laughs> bass line. But. but how interesting would that be? Or just playing the bass line. Then you've got no one playing the melody. You know, you need that variety of instruments and harmonies that comes together and makes a beautiful symphony or piece of music. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so we're very familiar with pastors and pastors conferences because we've accepted that, that calling in the church early on. And, um, so what happened was when you have pastors conferences, a whole bunch of pastors get together, you know, they all don't think alike and they all have the same visions for their regions and they don't have the same purpose for being existing. Like if they're churches from the same city or region, there's a reason why they're existing. It's because they're different than the other one and they should be operating in that. And so we tend to accept that we being the 
people that we're talking to here today, we tend to accept that. Yeah, they have that vision. Their vision is for the homeless and they have soup kitchens and they have prayer tables and they have um, and that and they thrive in that. And that's their vision. And that's what they move in. Then you have another church, for instance, we're just using this as an example. And they're strong in discipleship, small groups and teaching and uh, getting the fundamentals down and starting to to birth out of that. And not that. And so we can't say that everybody can do everything and be everybody, be everything to everybody. They have to flow in that. We and wouldn't need each other if that were the case. What I'm seeing a trend in, at least in some of the things that are coming across my social medias and different platforms, I'm seeing especially apostles and prophets, um, prophetic people tending to be in this place trying to overcorrect what they see is out of balance, that this is the way you should think. And yet, even in the apostolic, it has been just rebirthed in the last 12 years, uh, maybe maybe 15 years, 20 years strong. It's coming. It's still infant in understanding. The people are trying to figure out how they fit in the body of Christ and whatever. And so you can't have apostles sitting and saying, well, you got to do it this way. This is how apostles think. And yet there's such a different flavor and expression or manifestation of the calling on an apostle. And I'm just picking on them because, you know, what? if you're an apostle, you should be able to take it. And so that's true. Yeah. So so we're finding this almost hard line coming up all of a sudden. It's it's almost an absolute either or or if you're not thinking like this and you're, you know, you're immature and you're, you know, just remember you were there once. You were in, we were immature once. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And so that's what I'm talking about. We need to value where people are in their calling and accept where they're at. And yes, there are improper mindsets. We're going to get to that in a minute. But there are things that we have to come at from a different approach. We bring it to bring empowerment. And I tell you, I always speak the truth. When you bring the truth, it reveals anything that comes short of that. Yes, because make them hungry we for get it, caught right? up. Um, we get caught up in being negatively aggressive with our words and our, with our call. calling because there are mindsets that need to be correct. You're thinking, well, OK, it's not the uh, the difference in gift or calling or flow that I'm correcting. It's the improper religious mindset or false teaching. And yes, we do need to bring correction in that way, but it's how we approach, because if we're always negatively aggressive, you know, pointing the finger, shaking the finger at people, so to speak, with our words, um, then written or spoken. Yes. Then that's a, a very critical approach to have. There it is. Critical. Now, don't misunderstand me when there are religious uh, mindsets. There are that need to be addressed. Things that need to be addressed. We need to address those. But when we're speaking to the body of Christ, yes, we we position ourselves in one way to take on the forces of darkness and the the spirits of deception. But when we are poised to minister to the body of Christ, we have to come across edifying. Yeah, if you're getting on there on social media and you're putting a comment or a uh, post that is trying to reveal the mindset of a particular calling or leader or whatever, you need to be addressing that with them, not putting it out there where every person is reading that going, whoa, what, what, what is this? And they're taking this like you're setting yourself up as you're the spiritual guru that I have all the answers, right? 
because I'm using this negative approach. So what I'm doing is I'm, I am blurring the lines. There's a line between correction and accusation. And mm-hmm. some of these things that voices that's, that you're probably hearing, and hopefully you're not one of them's doing it, is it's more accusation. And I what, like that correction or accusation. And it causes you, it's a subtle move to being elitist. That everyone else is wrong. They're not as spiritually godly as you are. And there's a subtle elevation of self-righteousness that drips on everything you say. Ouch. So it's a negative gospel. We call that the negative gospel. You don't have to put down old thinking or old the old man or address that in a way to prop up the new. If it's a more excellent way and you have a more excellent truth that the Holy Spirit's revealed to you, put your energy and passion in opening that up and making it accessible and approachable. And people will understand then the grape is much better than the manna. It's much better than the dry. I don't have to down the dry bread. The dry bread brought me through what I needed to. And if I got trapped in that, I need someone to tell me about the goodness of the grape, the goodness of the cheese, the the, the, the richness of whatever, so that I can let go of that and step into it. And that's, I think, what we're talking about in our approach. Exactly. It's our approach and how we deliver it. We can still address the issues that we might seem as a stumbling block, especially depending on our level of influence and who we're speaking to, the group, right? It, it, it depends where that is and how we speak that. That's out. right. It's learning how to reframe what we say in a way that is, is empowering and yeah. edifying. Mm-hmm. Um, because, see, here, here's what happens when we are constantly bringing about words of correction um, that's, that's shifting across that line into accusation. It, it forms a mindset and a mentality within us as the leader, as the the minister, that we all of a sudden start looking for all the things that are wrong. And then, yes, as an apostle, sometimes we feel like it's our job to correct all the things that are wrong. And as we start to do that, then this judgmental, critical mindset begins to form. It grips us and we don't even know. And that's what we see. Because remember, you see what you're looking for. And if you're always looking for what's wrong, then you're always going to find, yeah, you're going to find a lot of stuff that's falling short. There's trust me. It's out there and I know you've seen it, but if that's always what we're looking for, then we're going to put ourselves in that position. And then we start to elevate ourselves as a judge over that. And so like, it's the same principle as we do in our mentoring. Um, and even with our spiritual sons and daughters, we, we don't speak into their weakness. We don't try to shore up and correct their weakness. We speak into their strength and we, we uh, energize their strengths that they have. Because when that begins to happen, it squeezes out the weaknesses. It, it causes the weaknesses to not have first place. It takes second place and it starts, then the Holy Spirit's able to deal with it and those things are able to be dealt with. And so it's the same thing that we're talking about today, but don't weaponizing your call don't weaponize your calling meaning don't take advantage of your influence you you just be the christ that he called you to be that christ nature that comes from you in those ways and you speak into the richness and into the more excellent way and what happens people go you know what i have it's kind of empty and i want what they're talking about and then they start seeking it and that's how the change happens, the shift happens mm-hmm. in, in society and in people's mindsets, ministries and leaders. And it's how it shifts. They're not going to step out of what they're used to because they see it as this is right. This is the way I am. This is the way I know I've grown into this, fought hard for this. And here I am. And yet 
It's so, wrong. So <laughs> it you need wrong to when that's shown and revealed. Yeah. The more excellent. Ooh, yeah. There's a if they have a hunger or ear to hear, they're going to run after that. Anyway. Yes. Like Jesus, when he was on the earth, he he did. There were re- the religious Pharisaical crowd that he went after. So he was very bold, very. Um, well, they bumped into him. Yeah, exactly. And he, he wasn't afraid to speak the truth. You are like sepulchers filled with dead men's bones. Like he was very blunt and, and bold with them because he was dealing with that religious, pharisaical mindset. And they're standing right there in yes. the crowd And so him. there is a time for that. We're not saying that we um, don't confront a religious spirit when it needs to be confronted. That's not what we're saying. But Jesus spent more time putting his energy and his message um, into his disciples, mm-hmm. speaking to them, them to mm-hmm. build them up, to to help them learn and grow. I like it. So he spent more time edifying his disciples than correcting the, the Pharisaical religious groups. Yeah. Although he did that. When but, they when they got yeah. in the way or when they confronted him or when they tried to sway the people, you have to address that. Yes. Yeah. I want to spend more time seeing what God put in my area of influence to steward and to speak into people. And I want to, even though because I know them and I love them, I can see all the shorts. I have shortcomings and people that speak into my life, but I want them to touch my strength because that's what empowers me, gets me to wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to hit this day hard. I I know I have these weaknesses or I know I fall short here, but this is my strength and it's going to lead the way. It's going to be the horse in the front. And when someone speaks into that, I feel empowered there. I feel their calling isn't taking advantage of my weakness. They're not like ham. Ha ha. Look at no, what dad's not naked and, and uncovering me. Instead, I feel like I'm covered in that. Is that making sense? What I'm talking about? Yes. So it's, and and I think I'm more apt than to heed what they're saying. And, and be able yes. to work on the weak areas where I thrive out of my strengths. Yeah. So it's, I think really knowing and understanding who are we talking to? What are we addressing? Who are we addressing? And why are we addressing, addressing it? Yeah. If we're addressing a religious spirit that God has appointed for us to take on, then let's be aggressive with that. But if you're dealing with the body of Christ. But don't let it drain your energy and spend all the time chasing these things down. It's like chasing demons under every doorknob. That's true. You're going to be wore out doing all that. Exactly. So if we're dealing with the body of Christ, which the fivefold ministry in Ephesians 4, it says they are given to the body for the edification of the body to build the body up to a place of maturity. Mm -hmm. And verse 15 of Ephesians 4, it says speaking the truth in love. So yes, there are times that we have to correct the body, those that we mentor, those that we influence and lead. But when we do that, let's um, like Matt was saying, let's teach them the truths that empower instead of just chastising them all the time. Put your energy and your message of your calling into the disciples that you have around your life. Those with, let them hear, have it. Those who have an ear to hear, let them hear. Let that be your approach because you will never persuade those that want to live by a set of religious rules or, or mindsets or poverty mindsets, lack mindsets, uh, positional mindsets. There's all kinds of mindsets that can trip us up. And there are people that are totally comfortable with wanting to live in that. And they argue with you out of that. You know what? They don't have an ear to hear. 
So you need to evaluate your stewardship of your message and your time and say, is this the field that I'm trying to plant in? You know what? Let the Holy Spirit work on them. And you know what? And how do you know the Holy Spirit has not even departed? How do you know they're not an Ichabod for the glory Mm -hmm. of the Lord has departed from them? And you're sitting there wasting time because they got your goat on something and you're sitting there trying to do a public message or of some sort to try to address it and fix it. And that's yes. not the People way. People like to take your goat, <laughs> get your goat, get your goat. <laughs> save your goat for the sacrifice. Because, yeah. Oh, that's good. Cause here's the thing we've seen this. And, and I know if you think about it hard enough, you know, if you've been in this any length of time, you've seen this too. People that this can take them down a, a negative road. Because as I said, when we focus always on the correcting and the, um, trying to adjust and fix every problem that's wrong in the church and with the body of Christ, then what happens is that judgmental, critical mind starts to develop, which leads false us, sense of that. Hey, I'm okay. I exactly, can justify it leads myself. us in a, in a, to an isolated place because we feel like we've got it right and others don't. I mean, we've seen this with families who have um, they they trying to look for a church and every church there's something wrong with it. Something wrong. Oh, this is wrong with that church. Of course, you know, we're, we're um, human. We're growing. We're learning. So there are going to be issues, but they isolated themselves. And then all of a sudden, no, no church was good enough. And that self-righteousness, like you were yeah. talking about earlier, came so in. So we're not going to go to one at all. And then it, it, it can get even worse. Um, you know, we, we recently got a, a message that was very attacking to us about someone who felt like um, they were the only ones who believed the Bible. And we were we were liars and we didn't believe the Bible. And here they're uh, cursing and swearing. They're saying that um, pastors is a foolish thing. Um, all this kinds of stuff that's totally against what the Bible does say. And yet they're the only ones who believe the Bible. But it was and not we, crazy. We are swear wrong. words and everything. And so Sad. this is a place that they've come to because they've done that. They've become judgmental and critical. They've isolated themselves. They're the only ones that are right. That self-righteousness has come in. And now the spirit of deception has come upon them to where they think they're right. But very obviously, they're nowhere near what the Bible's talking about. No fruit. So it's pretty, it's a sad life. People can go there. Ministers can go there. And so we want to make sure that our approach is always one that will build the body of Christ as a fivefold minister. So here you go. Another thing I want to talk about is what you're whispering to I me. Already Just that. To <laughs> I already Don't said that. I already said that. We want to end with a scripture. Okay. You read that this is our scripture, guys. That? I got to catch up because I was just looking at the beauty of her eyes and I just got swept <laughs> Blame away. it on that. First Corinthians. You can't read your own writing. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter three, verse 10 to 15. I'm going to end with this. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds for no one can lay any foundation other than than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If any man builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, and yes, straw, his work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light, and it will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. If what he has built survives, he will receive his reward. If it is burned up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved but only as one escaping through the flames. So I think the moral here is be careful how you build. Let's build. It's not always tear down. Tear down what the strongholds that need to be torn down when the time is right to confront that. 
but then build up the body of Christ. Double check our approach on how we deliver the message that we feel is burning us if we're dealing with an issue. Maybe there's a better way to say it. There's a better way of doing it. There's a better way of presenting excellence without having to address the lack in that way. So thanks guys for joining us. Always one of the easiest ways to share the gospel on digital world is to share this on any of your platforms. If you have not yet subscribed and you're linking, clicking the link in social medias, you can actually do this on any of the digital audio platforms available free that you can download and subscribe to this and you'll get notifications of 5.05 fold and beyond. So thank you. We, tell, we, we just want to um, wish, not wish, we want to speak a blessing on your life this week. And thanks for taking time to join with us. Live beyond.